Starting with Ezra's Hashem, Daf Mem Dalid, and we are going to begin Mem Gimel and Bays, about 10 lines up. I say that, so 15 lines up. So um, <clears throat> we're in the middle of discussing the Mishnah here, where we talked about Amachlekes between Tanakama and Rabbi Yehuda. <clears throat> Who gets the Ksuba by a Nesua? Meaning that the since what was the dion? What was the what, what was the what were the, the, the what was the Mishnah discussing? What were the Tanaim arguing about? So he said that according to um, the Tanakama, it goes Basar Guvaina. A girl, yes, the father married her off. He gets the case of Kedushin, etc. But the Ksuba um, gets collected after she's already in the Sua. She's already married. So therefore, it goes to her father. And we go Basar Guvaina. Yehuda said. That no, the Rishayna, that, that no, it belongs to the father. Okay, again, from her first marriage, the Mishra was discussing a case where she got remarried, but the point is that the Ksuba goes to the father. And the Gemara discussed, what we discussed yesterday was, why, why does it go to the father? We said, because when is the, um, the Chi of Bezdin of a Ksuba? When is the Chi of Ksuba? That is by Arison. So that is, she's still in the father's Rishos. So we asked a question um, by, by Geras. We said, if so, then... Um, why, by, why by the case of a, where the girl turns into a bagaras at some point throughout the Arison, why did we say that it's no longer hers? So we, we modified that to say the Svaras of Yehuda is that it's from the Shas Ksiva, right? So just to, again, highlight the Ksuva process, there is a chi, there is a chi of Ksuva from Arison created, okay, by, along, along with the Arison. And customarily, they would write the ksuba right before nesuin, okay. And in the writing of the ksuba, they would also add in what's called tesefes ksuba. They would add to it. There would be other tanai ksuba, etc., etc., and that would get written down. So now the question is like this: So we understand in Rabbi Yehuda that when does the ksuba? Um, when do we consider it for purposes of who gets it, father or daughter? When does it become, we said, written, formalized, right? When is it collectible from? When do we consider that ksuba? We say from the shas ksiva, as opposed to the shas erison. Now, the question is like this. Every ksuba has within it a shibud. Either you're supposed to write the shibud, and even if you don't, the mission is going to say later that it, it comes along with it automatically. It doesn't matter whether you wrote it or not. That a ksuba has a shibud, which means that if the husband doesn't have any money, passes away, or he divorces, doesn't have any money, so then you would be gaiva, you would go to anybody that bought land from him, essentially the ksuba represents a lien, and anybody that bought stuff from him <coughs> from the time of the ksuba, she would be able to, or he, the father, whoever is getting the ksuba, would be able to collect based on that. Now the question is, at what point? So, like we said, what are we discussing here? We know that there's a chiv ksuba created by, by Arison, and there's a tesefes ksuba, at the writing of the ksuba, when is that shibud created? So, umigba me'emas gavya. So, at what point are you collecting from, right? What is the early, what's the date on your lien? Is it the earlier date, the, the, the time of the erison, or is it later at the ksuba? Amrav huna, mana masayim in a So, the original chi of ksuba, which is either a mana or masayim, depending it's a besula or be'ula, so that's from this time of erison. But taisef has been on the suin. And the extra meaning anything they got written in later, that is from Nesuin, the Hainu, that's the Shasak Sibur. Avasi Yamar, Echad Zev, Echad Zev, and Nesuin. says, no, both. The, essentially, the, the, the Ksuba, when it's written at the time of Nesuin, will end up superseding the original, the original, um, 
chiyuv of ksuba, and it's all gets pushed to the later date. Did Rav Huna say this? <clears throat> that Rav Huna said, again, that we split it into two, is what he says. The original chiyuv is from the earlier time, and the Tosefes is from the later time. So do we see that you split, <clears throat> and essentially it will be collected twice, by itmar, ha'itzia alav shtei ksubas, achashel masayim, ba'achashel shalash meas. Let's say he was, let's say she, 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 she the divorce happens, the husband dies, whatever it is that triggers the chiyuv ksuba, in whatever the case is, so she, she, she walks into Bezdin and she produces two ksubas. One is 200 zuz and one is 300 zuz. Vama Rav Huna, Basa, Ligabois, Masayim, Goyvim, Isman, Rishayim. So the 200, I, she has two ksubas. One is 200, one is 300. Now what we're assuming is that the original, one was the original one. That was the standard ksuba of 200. And then the later one, he decided to add, at the time of the assuming, he decided to add Tesefes ksuba. So, what is he? What do we hold? So, remember, Rav Huna Basel the Gavos Masayim Goyvim Mizman Rishon Shalosh Meis Goyvim Mizman Sheni. That it's either or. That you don't get both. You don't. We don't say you get two hundred from the beginning and one hundred later. No, not, not even the five hundred. Meaning, at this point, we're assuming, and the Mar's going to address that. But at this point, we're assuming that the two hundred is the original Chiv Ksuba, and the three hundred is the original two hundred plus a hundred. So what we're saying is, Rav Huna said you split it. And that's what Rav Huna said. You split. You get the original 200 plus you get the 100. The problem is here when you have the two ksubas, why does Rav Huna say, Why does Rav Huna say that you could pick either one? You could either get the 200 one or the 300. If you take the 200, then it's from the earlier Zman. If she decides, if she likes to take that, or if she likes to take the 300, it's from the later Zman. What's the difference? That again, it's a question of how many assets there are that are going to be mashubed based on the timing of it. To Mati's question, Tigbi Chamesh Meis. So why don't you get all 500? Kuma Masayim is Man Rishon. Plas Mea is Man Cheni. So why don't you get both? If you're saying the 300 is the why don't you get both? Ella, so, what, so how do we understand this case? Chamesh Meis, my time of Legavia. So let's, we'll understand again. You asked the Kashra, or Huna said, the original Chiv Ksuba gets collected from the Zman of Erison. Only the Tisefes comes, gets, it's collectible from the, the timing of it, from the Zman Nisun. So we're trying to ask a question, why here does she collect either, why did Rav Huna say she collects either 200 or 300? Well, in order to answer that, so it's not a steer on Rav Huna, let's try to understand why she's not getting all 500, right? So what is that telling us? So, why doesn't she get the whole 500? Since he didn't write in the Ksuba, Tzavisa, Tzavisi, since in the second ksuba, he didn't write that it was Tesefes ksuba. That's why. You want to know why you don't get both? Because I never said the 300 was Tesefes ksuba. So this is essentially what the documents and what, and what it's telling us. And what he's doing is he's giving her an option. Depends. How much do you want? Imizman Risha and Givias Gavya Masayim. If you want the earlier Sheba, you're worried, you know, maybe he got a... Uh, he ran into some trouble times, right? He sold a bunch of stuff. So if you want the original one, then it's going to be 200. So you want to know, you asked, why don't you get 200 and 300? Because in this situation, it's not a Tesefes Ksuva. It's an either or. So that's why, but if there was a Tesefes Ksuva, says Rav Huna, that would be collected from, the, the Tesefes alone would be collected from the later date. Since he never said, I'm, I'm adding on another hundred, 
Okay, and therefore he was um, she was Michael, the original Shibud. Again, when if if she goes for the three hundred document, she's Michael, the original Shibud, and that's why. Um, and, and that's why in this case, so again, we have the two sheets, we have the Machlekes. Now, let's just go into this a little bit in regards to um, what happens when you, it sounds like here, we can create a situation where there's a ksuba of 200, a ksuba of 300. They're both, it's, we don't view the 300 as, as if it's Tesefa's ksuba. What we're saying is they both have an original ksuba. One has a kicker. It's got a bonus, $100 Tesefa's ksuba. But the point is, we now have two ksuba documents, two documents serving the same purpose. So now let's try to understand what is the halachic din when you have two documents Copies, duplicates, serving the same purpose in regards to shtaris. Let's say this argues Rav Nachman, Amar Rav Nachman. Let's say you have two documents, one, right, they're duplicates, but they have different dates. So So we say, they're saying the same transaction. Mecher, transaction over here, we're talking about ksuba. So we have two documents, and they're the exact same documents, so they're referring to the same piece of land and the same event that occurred, but they have two different dates. So which one is, so what do we do? So he says, Beetle Shani is Harishan. Rav Nachman says that the second document supersedes the first one. <clears throat> so the Gemara says, right, so we see that this is arguing on what we just said. Rav Huna said, the 200 and the 300, you can collect either one. And here we're saying the second document should supersede the first one. So how could Rav Huna say that you can collect whichever one you want? So the Gemara says, no, you don't have to say that. It argues, Lav Mi'inmar, Alamara, Papo, Mayur Rav Nachman, because even Rav Nachman who holds that the second document supersedes the first one, that's when they are exact. But if the second one comes to add additional things, So that's not a kasha, okay? That's not a kasha over here on Rav Huna. We don't have to say that Rav Nachman and Rav Huna are arguing. We generally pass on Rav Nachman Medini, right? So we want to, that's why we would say, please, we feel compelled to answer it and not just keep it as a machlekes. So the answer is no. They, they would both agree that if the second document adds, when Rachman said that the second one will supersede the first one and essentially nullify the first one, that is only if the documents, if the second one doesn't add anything. So now let's go into this. Gufa, Amar Rav Nachman, Shtei Shar Siyotz B'Zacharza, Beetle Shein. Well, exactly. And therefore, the second one must be the correct one, and it's Mavatal, the first one. Now, why? You want to know why? What does it tell us about the first one? The Gemara will get to that. But we're saying it does nullify the first one. What is exactly it telling us? That we'll get to in a moment. But first, let's go into these dinam first. The second one will nullify the first one. Amar Rav Papa, Rav Nachman, the Yosef Kasve. Okay, like we said, that if the second document's added, then it's going to be okay. Now, let's examine different types of shars. Let's say the first document is a sale, document of sale. And the second one describes the exact same transaction, right? Parcel this, parcel that, okay? And it's on a different date, and yet it's in. The second document is done in a form of a gift. So it's saying the same thing happened between the two people. The first document says he bought it, and the second document says, no, he gave it to him as a gift. So then, So we say that the purpose of the second document is to make the lekeachs, or the receiver, on this end, situation better. Why? In regards to Dina Mitzvah. Now what's Dina Mitzvah? Dina Mitzvah says that when I buy a piece of land, okay, when I, own, when I buy a piece of land included in that piece of land, or I own a piece of land, is a right of first refusal, right of first refusal on the adjoining parcels of land. 
So I have the ability, meaning if I, my next door neighbor's house comes up for sale, so he has to essentially offer it to me first. If he sells it to somebody else, I can go to Bezdin, I can take it away from the like, yeah, I pay the money. But the point is that you had the right of first referral. So that's called Dina de Bar Metzvah. Now, Dina de Bar Metzvah only applies, meaning only applies if it's a Mechira. But if my neighbor decided to give it to somebody else as a Matana, then there was no sale, then I don't have a first right of refusal. First one was a sale, and then he gave them a gift after. Right, so therefore, right, so what we're saying is that the purpose of the document is to solidify. You're right, there was a sale, but the second document changing it to a matana changes the mahos of it in regards to bar matzah. It's all we're trying to do is, we'll see, we have to, really, really, the Gemara is a little bit, a little, a little bit out of order. We have to understand what is the second document doing to the first document. We still haven't gotten to that. Whatever the second document does to the first document. money back then, then it could be a gift? Because that's, not, that's not, we're, we're not donning on that. We're not donning on the transaction. We're donning on the legitimacy of the second star. And if the second star is legitimate, has a legitimate reason for its existence, now what happens in that case? You got to deal with that case. Maybe, maybe not. That's not the point here. The point here is that if there's a plausible reason for the second document, then it doesn't tell us that the first document is illegitimate. That's all we're trying to say. So what exactly did the Bar Mitzvah? We'll get there when we discuss uh, Nazikin. We can, we can go and, and discuss all those cases. But the point is that if the second document had a good reason for <laughs> existing, then it wouldn't nullify the first document. And for sure, if the first document is a document of a matana, the sheni b'mecher, and the second one is a mecher, so mishum dina d'bal chayv hu of kain, that he was trying to give him the rights that a bal chayv would have. Now, what's the difference between a mecher, well, we illustrated one between mechir and matana, is dina bar mitzvah. What's another uh, big nafkamina? That if um, a piece of land was given a matana, right, let's say I, so let's say the, the, the giver of the land had previously was, was owed, was, uh, uh, the giver of the land was owed, owed money to somebody, okay? So he was a leva. He then gave a piece of land to somebody else. Then the guy comes to collect his loan. The, the borrower doesn't have anything. So he can go, like we can be tired from Lekuchas, right? Or we can be tired from what he gave his matana. Now, if he's tired from Lekuchas, if I'm a buyer, not a receiver of a gift, so then when that land is taken from me, I now have a claim against any other land that was done at that time, right? I can, because I bought the land, but if you received a matana, you don't have it. So that, those rights are called, that's the rights of a balchayv. A balchayv has the ability to go collect. So if I bought land and it was taken away from me because of somebody else's shibud, so then I have the rights of a balchayv to go collect it from wherever, any, any of his, you know, encumbered assets, right? So the point is, is that, again, what is, why, why are there two documents here? It doesn't show that, the first one's illegitimate. The first one was a matana. Within a matana, there are no balchayv rights, rights that if land's taken away to go collect from other encumbered lands. So therefore, I can, um, so, so we, it, has, it lends legitimacy to why the second document exists and it doesn't serve to nullify the first one. So then we'll say, my time. Now let's get to the, what does it mean? And why, but what does it really mean? That's what we're saying. What is it telling us about the first document? So Raphram Amar Amar Iduya Oidile. So that the second document says that the first document was essentially a bad document. It was a, it was false. It was a false document. The, otherwise, right? We're, the first document saying the sale happened in January. Then a, then a second a second document shows up saying the sale happened December thirty first. So what, what does that mean? That means that the sale didn't really happen in in, in January. That's what this, that's what the second document. 
um, will show us. Rav Acha Amar, Amar Achuli Achatel Shibude. That no, we're not saying the second document doesn't nullify the first document. It doesn't say that what happened, the first document states is false, but rather what it does is it says that I'm moving the Sheba date. For whatever reason, the guy, let's say it's a, a um, let's say it's Mecher, or let's say it's a Mecher, so we move the date of the sale so that the buyer, for whatever reason, the buyer is agreeing to have a lien date that's later than the earlier date. That's all that it's doing, but it doesn't say that the first document is a lie. What's the nafkamina? My benayu. What's the difference? Eke benayu iruye sade. To will it again? If there were Adam on the first document, and Adam signed on a bad document, so the second, if the second document existence of the second document serves to say that the first document was a bad document, then those Adam become Adam psulim. They signed their puzzle Adas. Now Tysus asked one second because I, as a single guy, went ahead and wrote. I, a single guy, went ahead and wrote a second document, so it's saying that the first lesson, I could possible aid them based on what I did. And he says, the Tysus answers that we're talking about where yet for, if you had other documents with those aid them in regards to yourself, okay, in regards to yourself, you said that these aid them are possible aid them. The existence, you writing a second document will basically say the first document was a forgery, and therefore if there are aid them, the, if the Adem that are on the first document that you stated was a forgery, you have other documents that use those Adem, you can't, for you, those Adem are considered Adem stolen. But we can't obviously believe that when the second guy writes a, the guy writes a second document that that's good, good enough to possible them as Adem in general. What if it's the same Adem? Huh? What would be if it would be the same Adem? That is the case. <laughs> what, what, who says that that's, that's the case? No, that's not the case. That's not, that's not the case. It's not the case. No. If it's the same Aiden, then you got a real problem, right? Then they possibly themselves in writing. I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I think you said that it, for, for the individual, the, the Aiden we're going to be possible for if the person has documents where these specific Aiden have, have written up. Other documents. Other documents. Uh, we're saying there's two documents now, okay? There's two documents. So we're saying the first document says a, a transaction occurred on one date. The second document with different Aiden would say that uh, the transaction occurred on a different date. Okay, now we're saying is the second one nullifies the first document. Right. What, in regards to what does it nullify it? So, one man number says that it will say that the first document was completely false. The second one says that no, we're just moving the Sheba date. For whatever reason, the buyer agreed to have a later Sheba date. But if, if now, what we're saying is that if the existence of the second document, according to the man number who holds, nullifies the first document, said that the, the first document was a fraud, then they, now those Adim are signed. That's what the Gemara is saying. Those Adim signed on a fraud document. Well, those are bad Adim. Well, apostle the Adim. Frack Tesis, how could apostle the Adim because I wrote a second one? Right. So Tesis answers, you're right. We're not apostling the Adim for everybody. Right. We're only apostling them for you right. if you have other documents somewhere in your document file, other loan documents that you happen to have used these Adim right. for. Okay. For yourself. That's all we're saying. Are you saying was, the first one was fraudulent or he just changed his mind in between? No, we're saying no. We're saying that this existence of the second document, the existence of the second document describing a transaction, whether it's a mecher or a matana, on a specific date, if it exists on a later, if I have a document that says this happened on December thirty first, and then we have another document that said it happened on January first of the same year, so then we know that the January first one was false. That transaction never took place on January 1st. Why, why, should I that? why isn't it just true of Trey? And I don't know which is true. Because... I can't use either. Sure. Because they were both written. 
They're, they're both true. We're not saying, when it's not a question here, it's not a suffix. We're saying, what is the action of the writing of a later date on a star? What does that tell us? Not what is true. What does it tell us? That's what we're asking. What does the document tell us? Now, Ule tas, uh, where am I up to? Okay, I mean, I said that, Ule Shlumi Peire, and to pay the payers. Meaning that if we say that the first document date is false, if the Lekeach started eating, the buyer started eating the fruits from the first date, well, if the date's false, he has got to pay back whatever he ate. If it's just about a Shebud, so then the Shebud date moved, that's fine. He only has a Shebud if the land's going to take it away from him, whatever it is, from a later date. But it was really his. All it's telling us is about the Shebud. Ulitaska, and who is responsible for the real estate taxes? My Havala. Okay, so that is, that's the Machlekes. Let's go back to our Sugi over here. Bring this back. We got really, really down a digression of a digression of a digression. But my Havala to Ksuba. What? Let's go back to Ksuba. Tashma, the Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Mishim Rebelaz, Reb Shimon, Mana Masayim in Eresin, Vetaisefes, Menon Nesuin. That sounds like Ravuna. Okay, so we have one man, Amar. Shmuel says, B'shem Natan Shimon, that you split it. You get the original Chi of Ksuba, Shas Averson, and the rest is Shas Suin. You get both, meaning she can collect both from the Zman, only from the Zman Nesuin. Both from the Zman Nesuin. Now, we'll start a new sugya. Both meaning 500? Meaning whatever the total amount, the original Chi of Ksuba plus the Tosefes Ksuba from the later date. Only from the later date, even though the Chi of, what's the Chiddush, even though the Chi of Ksuba was from the time of Erisin, it all gets moved to the date that, the, the, that it gets written according to Rabbi Yehuda or the later date. Okay, so now we're going to start the Sugya, this is the Sugya of Maitzi Shemra. So I'll just read, I'll start with reading the Pesukim in the Torah. And we'll, we'll, cut, we'll highlight a few, a few dinim, and then we can uh, serve us to, uh, as, as a beginning, as an introduction to the sugya. So the Pasuk says, Ki ikach ish, in Devarim, ki seitzei chafez, starts Yud Gimel. Ki ikach ish, ish, boila usneya. So a man marries a woman, and he doesn't like her. So what does he do? With some law, halilos devarim, he says that she did something bad. He, right, he lies. V'hitzi alas shemra. And he says, Va'amar, he says, This is the Tainas Pesulum, right, that we have had, we've just been discussing this, okay, some sort of Tainas Pesulum that he goes ahead and says, you know what, this woman is not a Pesulum. And the, the father of the Naira and her mother come out, the parents come out, Okay, that they, let's say they come, he says there was no basulam, essentially saying that she was Mizana, right? Obviously, this is a case where she was a basula when the, during the Aresin. A year later, that was a standard amount of time, they end up, they end up going to Chuppah Nesuin, and he's with her the first night, and he comes out and says, no basulam. Okay, now they produce a, the cloth, and the husband, the father says, I gave my daughter to this man, and he hated her, and he decided to, uh, you know, fabricate a lie. In fact, these are the Basulim of the is one way of dispelling it. What do we do? We take the man and we give him Malchus. Yisru is Malchus. And the Gemara is going to discuss, I don't know, Yisru means Malchus. In addition, he gets a penalty of a hundred Kesef. Who does he give it to? We'll have to discuss that. We'll and so that's the third thing. So we, we throw, the, we throw three, th- three things at him. Number one, he gets Malchus. Number two, he has to pay 100 kesef. 
And number two, and number three, he is like we saw by Anusa. Okay? However, says the Pasuk Viter, that's if he was lying. If in fact there were no Basulim. Obviously, Aiden came and said that she was Mazana. And if you remember Rashi back on Bezam and Alf said the purpose why they get married and the is so that they go to Bezdin, he comes to Bezdin with the Tanis Basulim, and that sends out a cold Kyre, and then Aiden would come and say, Yeah, we know, we saw that they were Mazana. Okay. So the point is, if it's MS, however, we determine it's MS, and there were no Basulim, but it's Pesach. So we take the Nara, and this is a specific din by a by a Maitzi Shemra. So we take the Nara out to the the uh, Pesach, the gate, the entrance of Beis Avia, Uskalua, and we give her Skila. So she is Mizana, and in the case of Maitzi Shemra, there's two dinim. Number one, that she gets Pesach Beis Avia, and number two. That she gets killed, Pesach Beisavia, she gets stoned. And number two, that she gets stoned. Normally, an Asha Sish is Bechanek. Okay? A Naira, Hamu, uh, Naira Hamurasa. So from Arison and Mosi Shemra, which is a, also Arison, so the din would be Skila. So that there's a, a difference here that when she's an Arusa, she gets Skila. When she is a, she gets Skila and it's Pesach Beisavia. And when she is an Asha Sish, then it would be Chenek. Okay, so those are the dinim. Three uh, punishments on him if he was lying. Malchus Me'ekesef, and that goes to the father. Malchus Me'ekesef, and um, that he has to stay with her. And two, to her, two dinim, she gets skila, but it's also as to pass off base. We'll have to see why. So Zak the Mishnah. Hagiyeris, Shenis Gaira. Bita Ima. So if you have a Giyeris, that a daughter was Niskaya with her, Okay, we're not dealing getting to Ger Katan. Okay, she brings the daughter in. The point is that the girl was a Ger's Vizinsa Harezu bechenek. She gets chenek like a regular Ashes Ish. Ain la loy Pesach beis ha'av Okay, she does not have the dinim of Pesach beis She doesn't get stoned and Pesach beis if she was mezana because she was a, a Gieris. But loy she doesn't. If let's say he was lying about her. The husband, he would not have to pay Me'asela. He also would not get the Malkus. Okay, the point is that, that the idea here of Maitzi Shemra does not exist. Why? Because the Pasuk says, be Yisrael. So we have to be dealing with somebody who is a Yisrael. Okay, however, let's say she was conceived as a, as, as a, as a guy, but she was born as a Yisrael. She was, right, her mother went through conversion in the middle. So then we say that she would get skila. However, we'll have to see why in the Gemara. Right? So we have an in-between din where it seems like she has some of the din of a Maitzi Shemra if she was Hayrasa Shalei B'Kedusha V'Lei Dasa B'Kedusha. And Hayrasa V'Lei Dasa B'Kedusha Harehi Kibas Yisrael L'Chol Devareha. Then she's a regular girl. And then we would have the Dinim that we discussed. Again, if she's getting skila, it would be Pesach Beisavia. And if he was lying, then it's the three punishments, Malkus, Kesef, and that he has to marry her. Yeshla av, ve'enla Pesach Beisav. Let's say she has a father, but no, the father, there is no entrance to the father's house. Okay? Or Yeshla Pesach Beisav, ve'enla av. Let's say there's a father's house, but there is no father. Harezu Beskila. Okay, then she still gets skila, meaning what the, what the Gemara is saying is these, th- these two things in regards to her, there's two din in regards to her, that she gets skila if she was Mazana and it's Pesach Beisavia, they are not codependent. Okay, why? Because, that is just a mitzvah. Now, 
Where do we know that Hayrasa, let's go back, right? What we said, Hayrasa Shalabi Kedusha, Vileidasa Bekedusha. So if it's Hayrasa, Vileidasa Shalabi Kedusha, she was a regular Giyiris. So there's no question, none of the Dinam will apply because it says Yisrael. But now we had, and if she's a full Yisrael, so we know all of the Dinam will apply because the Pasuk says what the Dinam are. But in this in between case, why are we, we seem to, we seem to say in certain ways she's considered, meaning she gets Skila, like a Bas Yisrael would, Bas Yisrael from, from Averson, but the other dinim do not apply. So Manan Emili, how do we know that we have the that she gets skila specifically? The pasuk says umesa. Okay, the pasuk says uskalua. The pasuk that we just read uskalua kaanche ir ira babanim vamesa. She gets killed, and this mesa is extra. We know that when we stone somebody, we give them skila. The point is to kill them. So we didn't need to say mesa. So why are we saying mesa? La rabbis harasa shlabi kedusha v'leidasa bekedusha. So it's being marba that who gets skila, not only a full con- conceived and born Yisraelis, but even somebody who is hayrasa shalav kedusha. Ihachi milka nami lelki measela nami l'shalim. So why don't we, <coughs> if we say she's in the parsha, so she should be in the parsha for everything for the punishments to him as well if he was lying. So Amakra the pasuk says umesa lemisa nisrabsa that it's only right. So it says umesa. Yes, it's a reboy, but the reboy is talking about Umesa. It's a reboy to tell you that these didim, in regards to how we kill her, will apply to this Hirasa Shalabakdusha Vedasa Bakdusha. The Ema Larabas Hirasa Vladasa Bakdusha. So why don't we say that Umesa, if it's being Marbe, is Marbe somebody who is both Hirasa and Ladasa Bakdusha? So the Gemara says, well, guess what? I don't need a reboy for that. If it was Hirasa, Big Kedusha, and Lidasa, Big Kedusha, she's a regular Jewish girl. So of course the Dina would apply. Why don't we say that Umesa should be married by even somebody who wasn't conceived of Kedusha, meaning somebody who was a full Giyiris. So, right? so again, we, we're using the Umesa to say like this. It has to be Yisrael, which means if it's a full guy, none of these things will apply. If it's, a Yisrael, if it's a Yisrael, all of these will apply. And what the Mishnah is coming from Mechadesh, essentially is we have the Pasuk of Umesa, that we're being marbe, that to somebody who's a Rasa, Shalai B'Kedusha, B'Kedusha, so somewhere in the middle, she's a Rasa B'Kedusha, but a Rasa Shalai B'Kedusha, that they would have the Din of Umesa, that she would get the type of Misa that a Yisraelis would get. That's what we're being marbe, which is Skila by Anarusa, as opposed to Chenek of HSH. Is there any other place where there's a halakhic difference between, between the person? Yeah, we had, this in, we had this in, in Yavamas, right? We discussed halakhic differences in regards to Yibam, right? right? We said that, that if it's Hirasha Shalabi Kedusha, Vilaidasa Kedusha, from a, a Krevim standpoint, we said that they would be Chayiv for Arias, but they're not by Yibam. So that would be a similar example. Amr Abyezi Bar Chanina. Hamaitzi Shemra Ala Yisayma, Potter. That if somebody is Maitzi Shemra on a Yisayma, it's Potter. Shinemra, the Pasuk says, Venosnu Nara. We see you give it to the father. What do you give the Mea Kesef if the guy was lying to the Avianara? Pratlazu Shein La'av. Okay, so she's out of, she is not, Maitzi Shemra Ala Yisayma is going to be Potter. Masav Rav Yesi Bar Lavin, the Itamer of Yesi Bar's Vida. What do you mean? We see by a Mefate. It says, the Mo'en Yuma'en of Yalurabis Yusayma Laknas, that the Knas Mefate does apply, even though it said that the Knas had to be given. Who, where do we give the money for Knas? To the father. So we see, how are you telling me, Mo'en Yuma'en? We were Marbek Knas to the father by Mefate. So how could you tell me that because it says, Venosan Lavi Anara, by Moitzi Shemra, that there's no knas if there's no father. 
So he answers the question, what are we talking about? Okay, really, there is no difference between Maitzi Shemra and Mofota. It just, the only difference is the rule will apply equally to both. When do we say that there will be a Knas? That's when the Maisa happened. When the Maisa happened when she had a father. If the father died later, okay, we will still go ahead and give the Knas money afterwards. That is what we learned from Vim Yama'en That even if there was a Maisa Mafata, the father had the rights to the money, and then the father dies, that it will be paid. So too over here. However, in both cases, we will learn La Via Nara, meaning that the whole case only applies if she has a father, and if there is Mafuta or Maitsi Shemra, and whether was no, if the action happened that was the cause for the Kanas when there was no father, then it would talk and not apply. Rava Amar. Rabbi holds your chayiv. Why? Because of the fact that we have to say that this parsha applies only to Basulas Yisrael, and we made a diak not Basulas Geirim. Right? And this is why we're bringing it here. So if you want to tell me that a Yisayma is chayiv, then I understand that's why I need an exclusion to say for Yisrael, a Bas Yisrael, even if she's a Yisayma, it would apply. Okay, Ella e Amrit be Yisrael. Okay, Gavna Potter. If you tell me that a Yisrael that Mighty Shemar doesn't apply to a Bas Yisrael Yisayma, then what's the Chiddush? Hashta be Yisrael Potter be Geirim Ibaya. Of course, Geirim don't have a father. That's not her father. So why do I need to? T- uh, why would I need a pasuk to tell me that it wouldn't apply to a Ger? Well, if it doesn't even apply to a Yisayma, for sure it's not going to apply to a Ger. There is no father. That's a basic qualification for this parsha, and that's what Rabbah holds. Amar Shlakish, Hamotzi Shemer Ala Katana. This is a sugya that we've had before. Amar Shlakish, Hamotzi Shemer Ala Katana Potter. If you're Motzi Shemer Ala Katana, you're going to be Potter, meaning that and he's found out to be a lie. He's found out to have been lying. He won't have to pay the hundred kesef. He won't get the malchus. Okay, he's going to be Potter. Shemer Why the pasuk says Venasenu Labi Anara Nara Male Dibar Akasef. That has it say Nara with the hay. Okay, Maskif law. So what we're saying is that it only applies to Nara. How do we know this? Do you know how we know this? Because it says Nara Mali with a hey. Frek the Gemara, really? That's the only way we know that we're talking about a Naira as opposed to what? A Katana, right? We're saying that a Katana would not be in the parish of Mighty Shemra. We'd butter. So really, Maskif law, Ravachabar, Abba, time at the cost of Baha Nara with a hey. Ha, lav hachi, if it wasn't Mali, Hava Mina, Filu Katana, then I would have said that if it was Chasser, if it didn't have the hey in Anara, Right, it could just have a comma and say the same thing, right? So if it, if it wouldn't have, and it's written in Torah both ways, if it wouldn't have a hey that we would say a katana is in the parsha as well, like, that can't be. Hakasiv, right? What did we say? If he's lying, then he gets the following question. And if she's lying, what happens to her? She gets, meaning if she was Mizana, then she gets killed. She gets skila. So that's our kasha, right? No, you can't tell me that the parsha would apply skila to this girl who's a katana. There's no way this parsha could apply. And therefore, and therefore, you can't tell me that the only way I know that the parsha of Maitzi Shemra applies to a nara, somebody who was a, a, a gedela, the only way I, I know that it applies is because it's, it's nara male. It couldn't have been talking about a katana. Ella, so what is it coming to tell us? Kan nara, over here, it's really just it's really just being megala the mitzi shemra over here it says nara mole and what are we learning from the fact that it says nara mole how call makam shenemar nar or nara without the hey afilukatanam mashma so that is megala to every other case we're learning from here again 
what we're coming to say, essentially, now, this member is coming to say, even though it says Nara here with a hey, male, I didn't need to say Nara male with a hey, because it has to be talking about a Nara, not a katana, because there's skila. So why does it have Nara with a hey? We're learning from here that, ah, it's because there's a hey. It means every other place where there's no hey, that it's talking about a katana. And that's what we learn um, from here. And I just want to mention one thing specific. Taisa Surid brings it over here. It's a very interesting kasha. So we said that, let's just look at, look at Maitsi Shemra. Maitsi Shemra, the father... The father is, um, the father, the parents, or the parents come to defend her. Now, if it's true, they, meaning if it's, sorry, if what he said was not true, if they produce uh, cloth or whatever it is to show that there were basulim, so we say that the money goes to the Hanara. Well, the question is, she is married to him. Any money that the... That's a canast. Okay, any, mar- any, any money that the wife gets would then go to her husband. So is he taking it from the left pocket to the right pocket? And Tessie Rita asks this question, the chapter is over here, V'yikasha, v'hai nesua hi, v'yatsus m'rishu sa'ah, v'heichi kasa v'nasan la v'yanara. As I understand, we're talking about Aynas Mufate, when we talk about the Knas there, it goes, she's a Rishusta father. But over here, she's not a Rishusta father, she's a Nesua already. This happens after the wedding night. So, V'yesh Lamer, Tessie Rita says, that really when the Pasek says it goes to the father, it doesn't really mean it goes to the father. What it means is, he puts it into a trust account for his daughter. Okay? That what it means to the father is to her because then we'll go right back to the Baal. And however, the, there are Acharyim that go crazy. They say this Tessie is not true. It can't be. The Pasek says it goes to Avianara. And it goes to the father. You can't say it any other way. But the Tessarid says it's brought down here, okay? That, meaning that it's not true, not to the Tessarid, but it's just incorrect that the Tessarid never said this. That's what some of the Acharnim uh, want to say. Um, there is another, another thing that the, uh, another Shittus Rishayim that says the money goes to the father because it's a Gnai. In other words, here it seems like it's, it's what's a payment for? It's payment for, it's Knas for the action. So it's still, why? Where do we see that it's a payment for the Gnai? And the question is, it goes to her, because the action was done to her, right? That's what he's asking. So he's answering, no, it doesn't really go to her. It goes to the father. It goes to her. The, when we said Avian Nara, it means the father holds it in trust for her. There's another way of learning that, no, it really goes to the father. Why? We see that this, this idea by the skill, and we'll discuss why, but we see this idea of Uskalua Beisavia, Pesach Beisavia, that it's a reflection on the parents. So therefore, it impacts, it looks bad on the parents, it impacts the parents, and therefore, then no, say the other Rishonim, are you going to Tesis Arid, if this is a true Tesis Arid, that arguing Tesis Arid, that no, that it does talk to go to the father. It's not payment for what he said to the damaged her, but rather payment to the reputation of the parents. And we see this idea from the school of Pesach Beisavia, that it is a reflection of, it is a, a reflection or a disparagement on the parents. Stop here.